Once you approve. Hi, I'm Elsa. Hi, I'm Hells. I'm Alex. So we are the latest Forces Wives Challenge team to take on um, a major challenge on behalf of FWC. That challenge is to retrace the steps of a small group of Special Forces agents that operated in the Second World War who essentially changed the course of history. They're now known as the Heroes of Telemark because the mission um, happened in the Telemark region of Norway and they single-handedly as just a small group of guys they got past um, a Nazi occupied power plant that was producing something called heavy water and Hitler was using that supply of heavy water to create an atomic bomb and by having that supply he was a good couple of years ahead of the Allies in um, in the race to to have a bomb which would have just completely taken out London or but he'd been able to take over Britain so this small group of guys went in, they got through Nazi security, they managed to break in, they destroyed the supply of heavy water, got out um, without any um, civilian um, uh, casualties, they got out alive um, and changed the course of history. So we will retrace their journey, but the really interesting thing about their journey was that they did that after they survived, uh, some of them had survived for four months on the Hardangavida. And the Hardangavida is one of the most wildest, inhospitable places on earth, on the edge of the Arctic. So that's the bit that we're retracing across the Hardangavida to get to that power plant that they attacked. Um, it's gonna be, it's gonna involve covering just over 100 kilometers at a height, an altitude that is a bit higher than Ben Nevis we are going to be carrying between us 300 kilograms of kit and it's currently minus 17 on the Hardangavida. And the most amazing thing is we are actually going to be staying in the very mountain huts that the guys stayed in 79 years ago when they were surviving on the Hardangavida. So the reason I um, signed up for the Heroes of Telemark um, with Forces Wives Challenge is it's clearly a once in a lifetime privilege. It's, it's not just the expedition, it's the fact that we are going to be retracing the steps of this small group of men who essentially changed the course of history. So it's just tremendously special and we get, so we get that really sort of emotional attachment, that, that opportunity to pay privilege to these guys and do something really hard at the same time with a really great group of women. I am really looking forward to this expedition. Uh, I have spent three tours um, abroad with my husband in Cyprus and Saudi Arabia, so I currently live in Saudi Arabia. When I heard about the Forces Wives Challenge that was going to reenact the Heroes of Telemark expedition, I thought it would be well worth travelling over and a, meeting the girls and seeing um, what Forces Wives Challenge was about, but also, uh, you know, the opportunity to be able to ski in a very hostile environment across the Hardangavida Plateau. It just seemed like such a special experience. It is a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Um, you know, we're celebrating or remembering the acts of bravery and sacrifice that this small group of men made. Um, as Alex said, to change the course of history. So I got involved uh, through sort of word of mouth, really. I met um, Heather 
a few years ago and didn't really get involved um, initially and then it was a friend of mine who said come on this would be a really good opportunity to do something um, so did the one of the online um, virtual events they did over Covid which was the um, Forgotten Sea for um, raising money for charity for um, cancer um, and then popped into the inbox um, this new challenge to go to yeah up, up, up to Norway and I thought right I haven't I did Nordic ski many years ago with the Honorable Artillery Company um, but I haven't done that for 20 years um, and so I thought right actually I'd really love to try and um, and do it so put my mind to it and kind of like one of the other girls said you know it's all about showing my daughters that actually if you put your mind to something you can achieve it um, and so yeah being one of the hot squad is um, it's really exciting um, and all our hard work because the girls have become an amazing team and we've achieved huge amounts just in the short space of time getting from the initial you know selection weekends to now this point where we're going to be going in the next few days um, it's been incredible and the bonding experience on the weekends themselves have been incredible um, and I think other people have said that the friends you make, I think, are going to be friends for life. You know, we've really, we're really bonded. And they're not necessarily people you'd meet always, but I think that just the difference between everybody has just, you know, I think the fact that we're all military wives puts you on another level in terms of friendship. We didn't know each other largely. So from those selection weekends, we all came together mm. and we didn't know each other and we were all co come from um, completely different backgrounds. And I think that's one of the things that I am so grateful for for being part of the military in this way is it's an entirely different world. You get to meet so many people, open your mind to so many things and open your mind to what you can do and you know, what careers might be available. So being in that military environment massively pushes you out of your comfort zone and that is so fulfilling at the, on the other side after it goes, after it's difficult. Um, and of course this expedition is a brilliant example of that, that we're all pushing ourselves out of our comfort zone so that we can get that fulfillment and really see what our own abilities are the other side. And that's what Forces Wives Challenge is all about. It's the achievement at the end, isn't it? Mm. That's the thing. You yeah. kind of feel that we've worked so hard to get to this mm. point. And then when it's done, I think it's gonna be a bit of a bereavement almost. We're gonna be like, oh God, the WhatsApp group's really quiet. The purpose really of bringing groups of wives together um, and enabling them to participate in challenges, whether they are inexperienced or experienced, whether they're in their comfort zone or out of their comfort zone, it's about using the outdoors to grow their resilience. Mm -hmm. um, and so as a group, we try and support each other. We, part of that is through being able to talk and chat as we go around and we relate to one another, but it's also about trying new things, but doing it in the comfort of being surrounded by women who have um, similar but different backgrounds, but have certainly had to experience the same sort of um, moments where they are left alone, whether it's in terms of childcare or another half who's been deployed or not come back on time or just facing adverse circumstances mm. and not being close to their usual social network and their family networks. Um, I think from my point of view, having done foreign tours, I've had to face adversity. I've had four miscarriages abroad. Uh, sorry, four miscarriages. Two of them have been abroad. So I've relied on the Forces Wives community to support me through difficult times because my usual so social network who would support me are 
they're available over the phone, but it's not quite the same as having the human contact and having somebody who you can just break down Mm. and Mm. share a moment with. So so I think from my point of view, the Forces Wives community, we all want to give back to it. And we can see that we look at every single one of the Mm. Forces Wives who are part of FWC and we're looking at ourselves in the mirror. We recognise so much of ourselves in these other people who we just don't know, mm-hmm. but actually we are sisters. From my own point of view, I've always I was brought up in Snowdonia, and I've always seen the outdoors, uh, you know, snow, forests, mountains, as somewhere to sort of restore my energy. Um, I find that it builds my resilience. I think part of the reason I want to become more of a part of Forces Wives Challenge and do these sorts of things is that I want to spread the word about the benefits of outdoors for well-being, uh, well, for ev- everybody and anybody. Um, yeah, um, vaguely structured training regime by an amazing guy called John Fern, who um, coaches a lot of um, uh, teams and individuals um, usually to do endurance events, whether that's uh, an ultra marathon or whether it's some sort of skiing event, or even he's coached people who've travelled to the pole, uh, to the South Pole. Um, I think in terms of our training, we have a, a large age range. We go from the age of 28 up to the age of 53. So we've all had to inv- individualise our training regimes. And fitting it around bit. work and children and Fit, everything. Yeah, absolutely. We've had to fit it around a lot of things so some of us well I've certainly had to put the head torch on I've been up in Scotland working in the NHS and I've had to put the head torch on (laughs) put on the harness and drag my tire sometimes up a very snowy hill dragging tires in and we've we've all done a bit of beach work we've done you know dragging it in the snow we've dragged it in the mud we've had leaves when you drag a tire, you're not just dragging the tire, you're dragging the environment. Whatever else it picks up. It's the rocks and things that scooped up. <laughs> so it's not just the weight of the tire. But I have found it such a brilliant way of exercising new muscles. It's yes. not like walking. It's not like running. Well, like forward as well, yeah, so the minute you go up a gradient, you really feel your yeah. muscles and it's, working. And it's, it's so different, isn't it? Because yeah. I, because you don't necessarily get that hit from going for like a 10k run no. or going on the bike for a bit or something like that but um so you don't necessarily get that hit but it's more over the period of time and i was just doing something just i was it just yesterday or the day before and i had 12 kilograms in my backpack and i was running some of it and then there's this hill that a few months ago would always get me at the end of my run like it was quite difficult to get up and i realized i was so I, and i wasn't feeling fitter so it's not obvious. This no, it's not. It's gradual. Yeah. And I suddenly thought, oh, I've just done that hill. But it just didn't... Uh, so it, it, it creeps up on you, yeah, fitness, yeah. I think. It's a completely different type of fitness. It's a completely mm. different type of training. Um, I have definitely put on weight. And I feel... <laughs> I don't feel as fit. But I know I... Like, in terms of... Sort of you know, it's endurance you've got the endurance fitness. it's the endurance yeah, yeah. though whereas i can crack on you know for two or three hours yeah. you know 10 or 12 kilograms in my backpack and so i don't feel fine. the weight anymore i, do, no, I, I, I don't, used yeah. to pick it up and i'd be like oh that's quite feisty Ooh. but now i'm like you know it's always by the front door and so like grace or i think it was jen has um their bag right ready packed ready to right, go okay. and um yeah so i've always got the tire in the back of the car so whenever i'm doing a dog walk or whatever i strap it on and off i go and you know it's you don't notice it quite so much yeah. anymore i feel like Actually, without it, it's just it's not a proper walk.
I think we've been really good at motivating each other. Yeah. We've, we've all had little dips, mm. but we've had four months in the run-up to train. And actually, I think we are fitting together like a perfect jigsaw. Mm. It's been a lovely organic process mm. getting to know each other, albeit remotely, because we are spread all over the place. So we haven't been able to meet up regularly to train together, although some of the girls live reasonably close. But even for those of us who haven't had anybody to train with, it's just been brilliant, mm. you know, having Zoom, you know, yeah, Zoom, chats. Zoom chats. And, yeah. and also we've yeah. been split down into little subgroups. So we've all been given a little thing to organise and help with. Yeah. And so those subgroups have got become really good friends as well. And yeah. then, you know, it's just been really lovely. It's been, it has. It's been, it's been an organic brilliant. Process, you say. Yeah. Although I think um, Kaz said there was the forming, storming, norming. And I thought yeah. we haven't had the storming. I think everything's no. got on so well. No. There's been no storming at all. So, and, so the storming's to come. Oh God! Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm not having a Norway. I'm right? more optimistic. I have to say, ever I hopeful. So I don't think the storming is going to come. I think we're going to have a brilliant time. <laughs> I think so. I think it's and it's going to be no storming. I was just going to be really honest about the training. So Elsa okay. said that there was, um, so, you know, we've all had dips. So what's, what's been really nice is, as Elsa said, we've been all around the country in different places. Um, but when you go off and do some training on your own, you know that one, at least, you know, half the other girls are there doing it at the same time or doing it later that day. So you kind of know that you're, you're doing it in spirit. Um, and that was actually the thing I found hardest. So I got COVID a few weeks ago and I was out of training for four weeks. Mm. And it was hideous not not being able to train and knowing all the girls were as well and just gradually getting less and less fit i know and you got to that prepared. point and then you start losing it, i was really yeah, yeah, panicking it was really you know it was i was really on a roll yeah. as well and then that was it i i couldn't do it and that was oh. extremely hard mm-hmm. so um and it wasn't just the the fitness it was not being part of it as well so i think Again, it's one of these things you're not necessarily conscious aware of, consciously aware of until you lose it. Mm. But I felt I just felt really left out because I couldn't I couldn't train like the others. But um, the positive of that was, as you say, you know, this sort of team that we've built all around the UK, c- completely remotely, that we're all doing the same thing at the same time mm. and working towards the same objective as well. Yeah. I, the one funny thing about um, having the tire drag is the. Um, don't you find the Heimlich manoeuvre when you kind of go <laughs> over a rock else. or a, a route or something, and suddenly you're like, oh, it suddenly God. thwacks you across and it's the just chest here, and it's like ground to a halt winded. because you've got a harness on, and if the tire suddenly gets stuck on a grassy hillock yeah. or on a rock, you go like oh, that and just think, oh, winded. And also um, the other thing with the tire is how quickly you get used to it. Yes, I completely. And you don't think anything of it. But actually, it's been a really good opportunity when we have been dragging tires in public loads of people asking oh, what yes, you're doing so you it's do, been exactly. a really good way of raising awareness of what FWC do but mm-hmm. also the heroes of Telemark and the War Widows Association so actually everybody wants to know why on earth you are so uh, weird, daft quite and frankly. weird <laughs> to be dragging um, tyres around the country but it's, it's just been lovely actually I find it it's been a very rewarding experience you yeah, know even yes. if they suddenly said no you can't go it's no. good having a challenge I think that's yeah. the thing so being fit yes. is one thing but having a goal to get to is what I find really helps. So having this as an amazing goal has been that motivation to keep me going. And it's that structure then, because there was one, there was one particular, night, particular night where I'd been in Newcastle for two days and I drove back from Newcastle. And normally I'd drive back from Newcastle and just, uh, from an office in Newcastle, and I would just then just sit, maybe have a glass of wine, etc. But we had a Zoom meeting in an hour 
as FWC and I used that hour to go out in the pouring rain with my weights because that was You're my amazing. only opportunity that day. But there's no way I would have done that no, if it exactly. hadn't been for having a programme and yeah. a structure Don't and it was behind. exactly what I needed after mm. a two and a half hour drive was yeah. to walk out in the rain. So it brings all these unexpected benefits to it. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, so we're raising money for um, our charity, our chosen charity is the War Widows Association, um, which has been going for 50 years. Um, it's still... You know, it's, a, it's an amazing established um, charity, but um, it's still quite small and relatively unknown. And so they just need that extra push to help them get more recognition and things like that. Mm. But there are 14,000 widows and widowers um, that potentially need help and assistance. Um, and so the reach isn't huge. It's all run by volunteers. Um, so they've got 40 volunteers around the, the country. Um, and when I spoke to Moira, who, who is the um, secretary, she was telling me about one of the people that sadly her daughter had just died and there was a whole load of things that then she needed to help with or deal with on her own she was 90 and having not had to deal with it herself before it was just thrown up in the air and so the War Widows Association stepped in and did it for her they've sorted it all out which is amazing that's just one of the stories the main stories that they've had so it's it sat really well with us that this whole expedition is in remembrance of a group of guys that changed the course of history and we, whilst doing that, we're supporting and raising funds for the women that supported them and have essentially gone through our worst fear. Mm. And we totally get that. We really, really understand the circumstances around that. So it sat really well with us that we're remembering that group of guys and we're sort of supporting the, the wives as well. We're leaving for the challenge um, on March the 13th. We head off to Norway um, for two weeks where we have a little bit of training and then we are up on the Hardanger Vida for a few days um, and then we actually get to really retrace and reenact the attack um, which on the Vermuk uh, power plant, which is now a museum. Um, so you can follow, people can follow our progress and see pictures of the challenge. Uh, through following Forces Wives Challenge on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And we are also using the hashtag FWC Hot Ladies, so you'll get to see everybody's training pictures because we're all using that hashtag, as well as the Forces Wives Challenge accounts. And we are raising money for the War Widows Association and the Forces Wives Challenge website has the button where you can um, support and donate. On Just Giving. Ha, ha, ha.